0: This is Educate, a podcast from APM Reports about ideas and research on how we teach and learn. I'm Stephen Smith. The immigration officials arrest hundreds
1: of undocumented immigrants after a series of raids. Our team tonight looking into those sweeping immigration raids across the country and here in Chicago.
2: We're getting gang members out. We're getting drug lords
1: out. We're getting really bad dudes out of this country. With
0: more arrests taking place, immigrant communities around the country are sensing the shift in immigration enforcement under President Donald Trump. A group with a lot at stake is undocumented college students. One of our producers has been following some of these students in the early months of the Trump administration. Sasha Eslanian is working on a documentary that we'll release later this year, and she joins me now in the studio for a bit of a preview. Hi, Sasha. Hi, Steven. Who are you focusing on and why?
2: I've been talking with college students in three states, Georgia, California, and Minnesota. And they're all part of an Obama administration-era program that provides temporary relief from deportation to certain young people who were brought into this country as children. It's called DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. And only a small percentage of the more than 750,000 people who are part of this program are in college. But they've been on a collision course with President Trump, who promised to cancel DACA on day one. He hasn't done that, but the Trump administration is prioritizing the deportation of more people so their family members could be affected. I've also been talking with people who support the president's actions and want to see more deportations.
0: Now, in November, you introduced us to a 23-year-old named Estefania. She's a community college student in Minneapolis, and she came here from Mexico as a child And now she mentors other undocumented students at her college. What is she thinking these days?
2: I checked in with her the day that the Department of Homeland Security released its memos describing its enforcement priorities. And that was when we learned that DACA was not going to be affected uh, for the time being. But she wasn't taking a lot of comfort in that. She told me, hope left my body a long time ago. And I asked her how her worry over the Trump administration's immigration policy was affecting her studies and also those of the other undocumented students that she mentors. And she told me her schoolwork has been suffering. I haven't turned in any of my assignments, but I have talked to my professors and
0: they said it, They have said it's not too late. Um, but I'm seeing how some students are also struggling. They, it's not like they give a reason why. But I can almost sense, right? And um, it, I think it's taking, it's finally like hitting reality, right? Um, especially because we've seen rumors of eyes being active in Minneapolis and St. Paul in the last two weeks. So, yeah, that fear is back um, in our communities. That fear of should I risk going to class today?
2: Can ICE come into MCTC and take me?
0: ICE is the Immigration...
2: And Customs Enforcement. Right, right. And MCTC is the name of her college, Minneapolis Community and Technical College. So Estefania has been putting her energy into Know Your Rights training for her students and their parents so that they know what to do if they're pulled over or if someone comes to their door. And students have also been talking with college administrators about what they will do to make these students feel safe on campus, but they're not going to go so far as to call it a sanctuary campus.
0: You also traveled to Georgia. Who did you meet there?
2: I met a 20-year-old college student named Valentina, who was home on break from Dartmouth College, where she's a sophomore studying biology. Her family came from Uruguay, and they overstayed tourist visas when Valentina was six, In mid-February, when I was down there, there were more reports about raids and uh, detentions. And so even though Valentina, like Estefania, has DACA, she's rattled. On the news all day is just
1: things about immigration and deportation and all these things. It's made my parents exponentially more afraid to the point where yesterday they started moving things from the attic to the garage and i was like why are we doing why are you guys moving things to the garage and my dad said just in case if we need to quickly move and that to me was like a huge like that brought my world down that it it just it was a huge reality check i guess because I, maybe i was being very optimistic very maybe i was being very hopeful but the reality is that It's a very real possibility that something will happen that will cause my family to leave. And if that's the case, I will be in this country by myself.
2: And Valentina would stay because she has this scholarship to go to an Ivy League college. So she feels that she has far more opportunities here than she would if she were to go back to Uruguay with her parents. The youngest siblings in the family are both U.S. citizens because they were born here. She'll be heading back to college soon and her school is a thousand miles away. So she's really worried about leaving her parents and her three younger siblings. It's hard knowing that when I go back to Dartmouth,
1: because I'm the only one that has a license. So I'm the one who drives my family everywhere to get groceries, to go to the doctor, to go to school, all those kinds of things. So it's really hard for me to think about me not being able to help because that's, that's my role that I've always had, especially as the oldest, the one that is most fluent in English, the most assimilated. Um, I've been the third parent. You know, I've been the go to, I've been the right hand person for my family. And so to be a thousand miles away and not being able to help them, it honestly makes my college education harder. And I noticed that because I talked to, you know, other students that have the privilege and the luxury of going to bed calm and not having to think about did dad get home safe? Are my siblings fed? Like, do they have what they need? I FaceTime my mom literally six to seven times a day. I text her constantly. I call her all the time. I need to know that they're okay.
0: So obviously a young person is quite on edge. Is it clear what the Trump administration is going to do about DACA, saying that it would get rid of it on the first day but then not doing that?
2: They haven't done anything with it. But what was really clear from talking with these students is that their primary concern is really not their status but the status of everybody around them, their their loved ones. I mean, there wasn't a single college student that I interviewed who didn't very quickly bring up their huge fears about their parents.
0: So if Valentina is so concerned about what's happening in the everyday lives of her parents and siblings, I mean, she's the, the only person who can drive in the family, why did she choose to go to a college so far away?
2: Well, it's interesting because in Georgia, a top student like Valentina, who is undocumented, is prohibited from enrolling in the top three public institutions in the state. So she can't go to the University of Georgia. She can't go to Georgia Tech. And so when she got the scholarship to go to Dartmouth, you know that was the best school that she could get into, and so she did it. The other thing about Georgia is that even if she were able to enroll, students with DACA have to pay out-of-state tuition rates, which is considerably more expensive.
0: But there are people in Georgia who'd like to see the state take even a harder line on unauthorized immigrants. Tell me about that.
2: Absolutely. Um, One of the people that I spent time with is D.A. King, who runs an organization called the Dustin Inman Society, and that's named for a boy who was killed in a car accident by an unauthorized immigrant. Here's part of a voicemail that King left me on Inauguration Day. It was a jubilant day for him because he strongly supports President Trump's stance on immigration enforcement.
1: I just watched the inauguration alone in my home office.
0: I got a little bit choked up. I regard it as not only a transfer of power, for which I am grateful, but also a transfer, I think, of attitude and agenda. I enjoyed the America First speech very much from now President Trump, and I am grateful for his promises on secure borders and taking care of America and American workers in America first. And my favorite line was, when
2: you open your heart to patriotism, there is no room for prejudice. And King says it's not prejudice against unlawful immigrants that motivates him, but Public safety, and he argues that the U.S. needs to enforce its borders and know who's living in the country, overstaying visas, etc.
0: So now that this group has an ally in the White House, what do they want to see happen next?
2: Well, I met up with King at the Georgia State Capitol, where he was hand-delivering a letter to Governor Nathan Deal on the issue of driver's licenses. So I took a picture of him on the Capitol steps holding a mock-up of a different driver's license that he'd like to see issued to people like Valentina, and it says "illegal alien." and temporary in prominent red bands across the license. So there would be no mistaking it. And King says driver's licenses function as our de facto national ID cards because we use them to board airplanes and the like. So he wants to have a different looking ID for people who don't have legal status. But I asked him what should happen to a college student like Valentina who's lived most of her life in the US. People who were brought here involuntarily as very young children, by their parents, illegally, are worthy of our sympathy. In my own case, that sympathy is ever decreasing when I see them marching in the street screaming that we should never have any more deportations, ever, for anyone. That is an open border scream, and I, uh, like most Americans, if they knew the agenda was there, I oppose open borders. King is supporting a number of bills in Georgia to make the state even less hospitable to unauthorized immigrants, things like publishing lists of crimes committed by unauthorized immigrants and penalizing sanctuary campuses.
0: So how are the folks who are supporting immigrants, their advocates, how are they pushing back against this kind of thing?
2: Well, in the education arena, there are three lawsuits right now suing the state over the ban on undocumented students enrolling at the top three colleges and the in-state tuition issue. They're also uh, resisting and borrowing some of the nonviolent tactics used in the civil rights movement.
0: In the conversations you've been having with students in Georgia, Minnesota, California, we're two months into the Trump administration. What is their sense of what's going on?
2: Well, they're definitely anxious about scattered reports around the country of young people with DACA who have been detained in places like Seattle, Mississippi. But as the risk of deportation goes up, I found in many cases so did their determination to fight with everything they have for access to education and inclusion in a society that they feel is their home. One 25-year-old DACA recipient in California told me his parents have asked him to lay low and take more precautions, and he told them, I'm not going to live in fear. We've done that for too long. And he said to me he's trying to live as normal a life as possible and not think about this because it just depletes his energy.
0: Sasha, thank you so much. My pleasure. Sasha Islanian is a correspondent and producer for APM Reports. You can read more about this story at apmreports.org. And while you're there, why not check out our archive of podcasts and documentaries about education and many other issues. We would love to hear what kinds of thoughts and questions this podcast and the rest of our work bring up for you. Contact information is at our website, apmreports.org. Or you can write us a review on iTunes. That helps other people find this podcast. We are on Facebook at APM Reports and on Twitter, where our handle is at Educate Podcast, one word. Support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM.